Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Welcome to Van Deeb's three-part series on the power of asking. It's one of Van's all-time favorite presentations to teach people how to ask for what they want in life. Here's Van Deeb in part two of The Power of Asking. I can't tell you how many times I'll see somebody and it will change my mood immediately because they did one thing or said one thing to make me feel good. We all have that ability. If everybody got a pad and paper and wrote down, what can I do to respect people more and make them feel good? I guarantee you'll come up with 10 things that don't cost you a dime that you can do every day. Managers and leaders, when you're walking to the copy machine and you see somebody walking the other way, don't look down. Look at that person and smile. You don't have to stop them, but smile at them. I can't tell you how many managers and leaders don't do that with their staff or their people. You can't forget it's because of them that the lights are on, not because of you. You've got to have that mindset. There's another person that I love to quote, and a lot of you guys have heard me say, is Maya Angelou. It's very true. People will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they won't forget the way you make them feel. We all have that ability. Another way is you ask for feedback. If you're asking somebody to do business with you, <clears throat> and they don't, do you ask why? Or you just say, Nah, I'll go on to the next one. I didn't want to do business with that guy anyway. <laughs> Believe it or not, when I first got in real estate, when Abraham Lincoln was president, <laughs> it's about time somebody laughs at my stuff. <laughs> See, I made Joe smile. The cue cards work. The cue cards work, that's right. But one of the things I was told by my broker back when I first got in business is, if they don't do business with you, don't spend any time on it, just move ahead and keep going. And I was like, but then how do I know if I didn't, if I could have done something different? So I'm gonna use an example that we all can relate in our own business. If you call somebody up or you're calling on them and they say, we'll decide on Thursday and you call them back on Thursday and you say, hey, this is Van and you told me to call you on Thursday to see if you're gonna use me and..." They say, you know what, we decided to go with somebody else. Instead of saying, thank you very much, I'm grateful, which is great to say, I would say, and I didn't read this in the Harvard School of Business Manual, I just, common sense to me is huge in being successful in business. I said, gosh dang it, Mrs. Jones, I really wanted to do business with you. Could you please tell me what I could have done differently to earn your business? I've got a pad and paper and I'll write down whatever you tell me that I could have done differently. I love constructive criticism. Make me better. And I want to tell you something. Nine out of ten times you're going to get a pause. And they're thinking in their head, dang, I should have done business with this person. He really wanted me. And I can't tell you how many, how many minds I've changed. I don't know what you can do in your industry, but a lot of mine was, well, Johnny said he could get... 250 for the house, and you only said 225. Then I get to put my teeth in. Well, Johnny and I use the same data. I just don't want to sign this. 
be sitting in your yard for six months. I want to sell it. And so then I get a reopened dialogue. When you're asking for people why they didn't do business with you, you're going to find out how you can so you don't make the same mistake next time. Or they may say, you went to Burke and I only do business with people that went to Westside. <laughs> I said that for you, Bob. If you take the time to learn how to ask people to do business with you and make it so serious as part of your to-do list, shutting off the noise, cell phones, TV, anybody and every human, and just sit there and write down, how can I ask more people to do business with me? You will accomplish, trust me, you will accomplish every dream and every goal that you have, which you should be able to accomplish in this lifetime. So I'm just going to tell you one of my I had to learn how to ask. I fell into learning about business. I grew up with a ton of love, but they kind of forgot about me. I was number five. I was way apart from my rest of my brothers and sisters, and they just let me do my thing. I mean, and thank, that's why I thank God so much that I'm still here, because I was a wild child. I had tons of, tons of love, like I said, so I have no complaints, but I had to learn everything. So I moved to Dallas, Texas. I don't have a job. I just knew this is my home in Omaha. I wanted to get away. I may stay 30 days. I may stay longer. Ended up staying 10 years. So I see a guy from Burke High School that I didn't know that well, but he was a couple years older than me, and I'm waiting tables. And I see he's driving a really nice car. And I'm like, wow, what kind of business are you in? He goes, I'm in real estate. I'm like, I want to be in real estate and have a car like that. <laughs> and so I figured out, and it was really cool, because in Dallas, you didn't need to have a license to work for a home builder. So it was really great. Anybody could go work for a builder. The only problem was everybody wanted to work for a builder. So it was really hard to get a job. So I did my little bit of research, found out Pulte Homes was the number one home builder in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So figure a celebrity homes times 100. Communities all over the place. So I called them up and I said, are you hired? And they said, no, we're not sending your resume. But all righty then. So I just figured I'm not sending anything in. I'm going there. So I went to a consignment store, spent some of my $500 on a $75 used suit. And then I figured out how to do a resume. Asked a lot of questions to people who knew nothing about resumes. <laughs> so I put together this resume, and I go to the Pulte Homes office, which is right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth. <coughs> go up to the lady, and I said, I would like to speak to one. I knew there was four managers, four area managers. I'd like to speak to one of the managers, please. And they go, do you have an appointment? I said, no, I don't. She goes, I'm sorry, sir. We're only by appointment only, and we're not hiring. I said, I just want to say hi. All I'm asking you to do is just let me say hi to one of you. I won't bother anybody. She kind of looked at me. She goes, okay, have a seat over in the lobby. And when somebody's available, we'll let you say hi. So I'm over in the lobby. And it was 
it was kind of funny because I'm sitting there and I'd smile at the receptionist and hey, you know, and I'm sure she thought there's, there's, something, there's something wrong with this guy. <laughs> and I gave her all the reasons to think there is. I don't care. And so finally, no joke, three hours later, this real tall female walks out, intimidating, unbelievably intimidated, intimidated. And she reaches, she looks around the lobby and she's holding my resume and she goes, Van Dave, and I said, she goes, I mean, no smile. And I'm like, you know, and I'm, so I'm walking back and she sets me down in front of her and introduces herself. I can remember it like it's yesterday. I sat there and, you know, and all excited while she's reading my resume. Then she starts laughing. She starts chuckling. I'm going, did I give her the right, am I giving the right form? People aren't supposed to chuckle when they read a resume. <laughs> and she goes, Mr. Deeb, under sales experience, it says you were the king of the carnival at Mount View Elementary. <laughs> In Omaha, Nebraska, you sold the most carnival tickets when you were in second grade. <laughs> and no joke, I said, I sold the most carnival tickets in second grade. That's right, Miss King. I was number one. And she just, just kind of looked at me. And it was a look I haven't seen before. And I'm like, what's going to happen next? So then she did one of these. So what makes you think you can sell real estate? And I said to her, and I don't know if it was the good Lord that came over me, but I said, if you give me an opportunity, I'll be your number one salesman in three months, and if I'm not, you can fire me or I'll quit. It just came over me. I don't know jack about real estate. <laughs> I've never even been in a model home. What am I going to do? Go look at homes for? I'm making, you know, I'm waiting tables and I'm barely, barely getting by. All my food that I ate came from the restaurants, which is why there were so many restaurants I worked for. You're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. I should have had a recording going, oh darn. So anyway, I told her that and she just looked at me. And I could see that she was buying into my confidence. And she goes, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, what do you want me to do? She goes, we got a model home park out in Garland, Texas. Why don't you go out there and work with Bernard and Jane? I want you to stand at the front door. When people walk in, you greet them. And then you pass them off to Bernard, to Jane, when people walk in. I'm in. Went out there. She goes, Bernard and Jane will get back to me, and they'll tell me what they thought. And then I'll let you know. Well, Bernard and Jane, we, got, we, we hit it off within 30 minutes like we were family. I love those two, still to this day. They called Miss King and said, this guy's, this guy's going to be okay. They found a position for me. I wasn't number one in three months. I didn't quit. I didn't get fired. But I was on a mission. Not to be good, not to be okay, but I wanted to be the best. It took me a year and a half, and I was number one. Now, I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I wanted it. I'm no different than anybody else. We want something. I'm looking at a lot of successful people in this room, and I know you can relate. 
You want it, you go get it. You want something bad, you go get it. Who's going to get it for you? You can't teach you. If, if you've got support in your life, great. That's going to help. A Parkville Media Production.